This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. And welcome everyone to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. We're without audio today because we've had technical difficulties. And one of the things when you are a podcast host and you've got amazing guests line up, the show goes on, as they say. Now, this is episode 233, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says, even as a side hustler, the Lord is working. And sure thing, sure is. Now, joining me on today's show is Ruthann Rafiq. Ruthann is a brand and website designer behind our Artspace, a multifaceted branding studio serving women entrepreneurs. Ruthann helps solopreneurs and small teams get a firm foundation with their visual marketing by helping them create a brand, clear messaging, a website, and custom brand photos. Now, on today's show, Ruthann's going to share, no matter if she's full-time for herself or a side hustler, her ultimate goal is to love people through the work that she does. She's going to talk about being an entrepreneur. There are always ebbs and flows. And it's been that way for her in her business, but she has to say that she's learned so much during this time of being a side hustler. She's also going to share about how background in professional photography, teaching, printing, so many paths that she thought were leading nowhere actually turned out to have helped her with her business now. And it's amazing, she says, how the Lord has woven it all together. I certainly can relate to that. Welcome to the show, Ruthanne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. You are so very welcome. Love that you're talking about uh, side hustling. We're really, in Australia, there's a, a term that we have been using for many years called a portfolio career. So you may have corporate experience that you're working in, part-time work, part-time business, voluntary mm -hmm. work, all making up incredible experiences of you in your career portfolio. So take us back to when you started to design or think, you know what, I'd love to do the side hustle. What was, what was that journey for you? Well, it definitely didn't start out how I thought it would. I never really wanted to own my own business. I will say that. I never set out to have a business. I graduated with a graphic design degree. I double majored in Spanish and graphic design. So I just already was multi-passionate in college, but um, I got a job at a printing company. I was looking for a position as a graphic designer, but I couldn't find one in my city. And so um, I worked at the printing company. And during the time I was there, I was always looking for something creative. I really wanted to be creative with, you know, either design or some facet of artistic ability because I've always loved art and drawing my whole life. So I definitely, so while I was at the printing company, I was always 
having an eye out for other things. And so I became a painting instructor on the side. So I taught painting party classes. I worked at a professional photography studio where I did wedding photography for a couple years. And it just seemed like I was doing all these random things at, on the side. Mm -hmm. And then it came to a point where I was kind of running myself ragged, like running from one job to the next. And I just thought to myself, I was like, I need to like figure out a way where I can be creative on my own terms, but also doing like what I love to do and working with people. I love working with people. And so that was my idea to have an online business. And I mean, there's a long backstory for like getting into the online business, but I started listening to podcasts and, you know, I was on the sidelines for a really long time and finally just jumped in and it took me a really long time to get started because I was just so afraid, but yeah. yeah. And here you are. I love that you're sharing the story because I think so many creatives can relate to what you've just explained. I mean, I can certainly relate as well. And, and often if we're just doing one thing, I mean, agree with me and disagree with me if this isn't relevant for you, but many creatives who do have multi-passions get bored just doing one thing. And if you were just doing one thing day in, day out, uh, it would just drain you. Have you found that true, that there's a lot of different interests and this is the reason that attracted you across these multiple experiences that you've now shared. Is that true for you too? Yes, absolutely. Even now in my business, I offer graphic design and branding and photography and websites. So it feels like I'm offering a lot of things, but it keeps me in such a creativity space where I never get bored normally. And I'm normally working on all three things um, with different clients at the same time. So yes. it definitely keeps me sharp and I really appreciate it. So, yeah. you know, and I think God's wired us that way uh, to do that. And there's benefits in there for sure. And I think one of the things I'd love you to speak into this, one of the things that can ultimately happen when we're in business, particularly if we don't have the message correct. And I know that this happened for me as well. People would say to me, well, what are you actually doing? And it wasn't until I found an umbrella statement in, in the career industry I would say, well, I help people get noticed, hired, paid what they're worth. Because I was doing interview coaching, resume development, online profiles, LinkedIn profiles. And to the outside, people would think, well, she's doing a lot of different things and it would confuse them. So mm -hmm. number one, did you have that as well when you're talking to people? And what have you done to enable people to see your ideal clients that actually it fits in a full over, you know, great overview package that you can really help them in X, Y, and Z, if you will. So have you mm -hmm. had that problem that you people will often say to you, well, what actually do you do? And have you been able to put that under an umbrella where people think, oh, okay, she can help me across a number of key areas? Yes, I definitely did in the beginning struggle with that a lot. And it's always something I'm trying to hone in and get better on, like communicating. But And I think when I started, branding was sort of new because I started my business two and a half years ago. Yeah. And you know, that was kind of at the beginning parts of brand photography, style photography was like just starting, um, flat lays and stuff like that. So it was difficult in the beginning, kind of trying to communicate what I do because I do offer several things. Yes. So yeah, it did take a little while to get to that point. And now it's just a lot easier saying I offer branding and visual marketing. And normally people understand that that 
can mean. And then I can go on to explain photography, website, and graphic design. So Yeah. And it's a great reminder for all of us to really uh, not give up because this is what I've found, and you've obviously just in, in, in what you've explained in, in feedback, is that it's taken you a little while um, to formulate a statement, but the market has now caught up. You are mm -hmm. delivering in a certain area and the market didn't recognize that, that yet. It's a great reminder how we're talking about it in a way that does relate and provide value or solutions in an area that many clients are struggling with. And of course, for you, it's the visual branding. And if they don't stand out in a unique mm -hmm. way online with all these amazing photos that people often share, they're just going to get lost amongst the noise. So great, great topic for many entrepreneurs who are listening today that may have also multifaceted passions and think, I can't do just one thing. Um, <laughs> find an umbrella, speak into where your customers are struggling with and position yourself that way. Let's talk about being an entrepreneur. There are ebbs and flows. I think we can all relate to that as well. And that's the way that it's been for your business too. But you said you've learned a lot. What are some of the insights that you've learned that you know is going to be helpful for many other Christian entrepreneurs today? Well, I think it's definitely, you know, we have so much, so many um, avenues to hear about people's success stories. I think when I came onto the scene, I was thinking, okay, I'll just do this side hustle for six months and then go full time, replace my full time income. And for me, it just hasn't been that way. It has been an ebb and flow and it has taken a lot of time and and with the ebbs, there's like, you know, no one reaching out. And then with the flow, I have like too many clients and I'm overwhelmed. So it's just one of those things that has taken me a little while to kind of get in a rhythm with. Mm. And it has been, yeah, it's definitely been a journey of like learning a lot of patience and yeah. perseverance as well, because when it ebbs, you know, it's really easy to get discouraged mm. and just feel down and, you know, and that negativity kind of you know, you don't want to have a negativity energy, negative energy. So yeah, you want to get out of that if possible. But um, yeah, it's just been a lot of patience and perseverance, I think. Mm -hmm. And with, um, I think with any entrepreneur, they're going to say that there are ebbs and flows, but as a side hustler, I think you want it to kind of move on faster because, you know, you want to do what you love for full time and stuff. So yeah. For me, it's just been... I wonder um, if you look back at the times where you were getting multiple clients and probably more than you could handle, which is a good problem to have, mm -hmm. if you backtrack and see what you were doing to lead up to the point where you had more people contacting you, were there things that you do differently that you can say, oh, I can see because I went to more marketing, did more marketing, or I went to some networking events that really started to build the momentum? Have you been able to determine that as to what was the reason why you had far more clients across a certain season? Definitely. And it is more marketing and reaching out and a lot of content marketing for me, like blogging um, and posting to Instagram and stuff like that. So yes, but when you have a lot of clients, it is really hard to make the time yeah. to do the marketing. So that's the hard thing being a side hustler is because you know, you're at your day job all day and then you come home and you're working on client work and you're working on the weekends normally. And so finding the time to market when you have clients mm -hmm. is very difficult. And so like now I'm planning content in advance. 
Uh, I plan content like months out for blogging and I've cut back on my blogging. So I blog now um, twice a month where before I was blogging like three times a week. So there's just the changes I've made that can make it more um, doable, manageable for me because it's just really hard to, and you know, I have a husband and you know, I have family. And so you try to make time for life and yes. everything else. So, yeah, I think in that instance, it really, um, forces us and forces us in a good way to look at what am I doing that I know is really important and what are some of the tasks and functions that are less important, you know, like the busy stuff. And so often if we have three hours to do something, it's going to take us three hours. But if we come back in your instance and you know you've got family and other things, so I've got half an hour to do something, you know what's the best use of my time? Well, I know that it's important to continue marketing. So these are the things that I'm going to do and there may be some automation tools and that, that you use as well. So when you now look at the, the minimal time, because obviously every single piece of time that you spend on your business is important around marketing. So what are some things that you do now to support yourself and ensuring you're not spreading yourself out too thin. Obviously, not being uh, stretching yourself too thin is something that you've obviously done. But what are some other things to really help you remain focused on the tasks that you know matter? I do a lot of batch working. So I work on things um, all at once. So with Instagram, I plan out my Instagram content a week in advance, like all my captions and all my photos. I lay them out in, um, I use preview and that's really helpful because you can lay out your images in a grid and see how they look. And as a brand designer, that's important to me. So I do that. And then with, with content creation, normally I spend like the first Saturday of a month, I go through all of my blog content and create outlines and topics. And that, that is like so helpful because when you have like a couple hours just to go through and write things down, you know, you're in a flow and it, you know, works out really well to where you can write a lot of content out at once instead of trying to think of a post every Monday, which is kind of what I did last year. So, you know, you just learn things as you go. Yeah. Batch working has been super helpful. Mm, so, so true. I, I think uh, what I love about this is it really shows that as businesses, you want to have a structure in place, you want to have a process so that you can start batching is something that I do as well. And I think it's been proven even that when you work on a certain task, certain parts of the brain fire up. Yes. And so when you're switching and changing all the time, that can become exhausting, especially for multi-talented, um, passionate creatives, because yes. there's so much energy that that we put into our work and I think it's good when we monitor to that so that's really so important true. as well what would you say then to someone who is experiencing maybe an ebb season in their business maybe they are also side hustling as uh, you are yet they're considering walking away what is what are some words of encouragement that you can give them I think the best thing I could say is keep with it if you feel like it's what you've been called to do and you come alive doing it. If you absolutely love what you do, you need to stick with it. And when it is in an ebb season, it is very difficult because you do feel so discouraged and down and stuff. But I would definitely bring some people around you to encourage you, maybe fellow side hustlers or people a little bit further along who you can see that's where I want to be. Um, my husband is super encouraging of me. And so just finding people who can encourage you 
and people you don't mind sharing the struggles with. Like mm. for me, like last year, I just remember calling my mom and just crying and, you know, you just need to kind of let that out sometimes and just yes. be sad about where you're at, but just hopeful and just continue to press on with what you know to do. So with yeah. marketing your business, with reaching out to people and like forming connections with people, mm -hmm. um, which is something I've really put into place this year um, in 2018 is connecting with people through coffee chats. So virtual chats, just like this one, um, you know, where you can just connect with people and get to know people. And that has really helped me so much because mm -hmm. it builds your network. And then people know that, you know, what you offer, it's not like a pitch to say that, you know, I want to sell you on my service, but it's just yeah. getting to know people. And then they might know, might know people who they can, um, you know, refer to you and you can refer to them. So it, it's just, yeah, reaching out to people is huge and can really help you grow your business. Yeah, so true. When we think at marketing and the fact that we, we were saying it's so important to ensure that whatever we're doing is going to give us as much traction as possible, have you seen that there's certain marketing collateral or pieces that you've created that you can continue to repurpose because they're the same and relevant today as they were a couple of months ago or maybe even many months ago have you been able to kind of pinpoint what's really working well for you i think um as far as marketing content i think reaching out to people is mm. um the best thing for me and it's uh yeah i wouldn't say it's yeah i think i would say reaching out to people and that's kind of connecting with people is my sweet spot. Like I love people and I love ch chatting with people and getting to know people. So I think for me, that's where I found is really helpful in marketing myself. Also, I think when you share, when you know people who might need help with what you're offering, asking them, hey, what are your pain points? What are your struggles? How can I answer these questions for you? And then creating content around that. So my Instagram is a lot of uh, practical branding tips and business strategies and stuff like that um, for people who, who I hope to work with in the future. But um, yeah, they that can answer their questions for them. So whenever you can produce content that is helpful to them and can answer their questions, I think that's also, cause then people will return to you when they need help with something and you're seen as an expert in your field. So a lot of content marketing, I would say. Yeah, so, absolutely. It's, it's great. Mm -hmm. I think if you create content that is relevant and evergreen, then, you know, if you are sharing it and leading people back to that, if they've only just heard about you, then they're going to benefit from all of the content that you've for been sure. sharing. For and sure. And I will say like on Pinterest, you know, your blog posts, images, you know, those graphics, they stick around for a long time, like a yeah. year or two years. So um, I think blogging is super helpful in marketing your business. Yes. And when you're on Pinterest, I think Pinterest is, I've just seen um, a lot of great results um, for my own business with Pinterest. So yeah, with service-based businesses, and I know many of the, um, the listeners are service, we've got product-based as well, but service-based businesses, when you're thinking of branding, do you find that with the engagement of images that 
actually seeing pictures behind the scenes of that service provider, of that expert, is really building traction in comparison to beautiful pictures that may not necessarily include the face or behind the scenes of, of what they're doing. Have you got kind of any feedback in that? I do think people are leaning more towards they want real. Like people love seeing beautiful images and styled images, and that is something I create. But people also want to see the person behind the screen. They want to see, you know, real, raw. They want, they love behind the scenes. So I would say that, um, you know, you do want to have a professional front. And that's the thing, too. You want kind of a little bit of both, if possible. Um, you want to look the part of a professional. So you don't want to have like just a snapshot taken with your iPhone on your website. You know, hopefully you would want a professional photo. But then also, so you can do more behind the scenes, like in your Instagram stories mm -hmm. or in um, something like in that type of sense. But yeah, yeah I yeah, would, fabulous. I think professional images are pretty important though. Oh yeah, absolutely. And when we say behind the scenes, obviously if you do have someone who is a photographer such as yourself that can come and take some professional photos of behind the scenes, if you are working with a client or there's a group setting where you might be doing a workshop, if you get some great snaps that way, that's something that you can share and tell a little bit of that story um, because it, it, it gives a snapshot into who you are and what you do without necessarily saying, hey, buy my product or here, here am I offering. These are the services that you can invest exactly. in. Exactly. And way. then people can mm -hmm. see the process and kind of be familiar with how you do business, which is really helpful. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, fabulous. Now, I know that you had a wonderful resource that you wanted to share with people who may be struggling with their side hustle. Maybe they are in an ebb situation or a season and you've got some great resources. So what's that resource and how can people best connect with you? Yes. So my Instagram is kind of where I hang out most of the time and it would be at r underscore artspace and then my website is www.rartspace.com and then the resource I have for people is just um, it's rartspace.com slash side hustle um, and it's just to help people and give them encouragement um, scripture encouragement and also some blog posts I've written in depth about being a side hustler um, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. And we'll put all of the details in the links on how you can connect with Ruthann on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE233. And you'll certainly be able to reach out and connect with her that way. One of the things I'm doing, Ruthann, for all of my guests is just to complete the show with a word of prayer. May I do that for you as well? Absolutely. Okay, thanks. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Ruth Ann today and really just get a snapshot and, and words of encouragement on how she is running her business, her side hustle business, Lord, and that you've given her so many gifts and talents, multi-passions, that she can now put that all together and really help her clients uh, with a great package to be able to help them in get their message out there. Father, we just want to continue to pray and ask for your blessings on her work. Will you give her um, wisdom and insights on, on how to manage the, the different balls that she is juggling and we just want to thank you for the time that we spend together. Father, we also want to pray for those people who are listening and watching today who may resonate with her story. Father, if they are in an ebb season of their business, we just pray that you will give them the insights, the uh, patience 
and uh, the knowledge that uh, this too will pass and if they're doing the right things as Rufang was saying the right marketing the right tactics that that will certainly turn around uh, in new business opportunities for them father we just want to ask this in your name in the name of Jesus amen Amen. Thank you so much, Ruthanne, for coming on the show. Uh, love just hearing insights and, and inspiration. If you were to leave with one favorite, do you have a favorite Bible verse that, that uh, you often will turn to in situations maybe where there is an ebb flow in your or an ebb season in your business? Uh, the verse that's like really sticking out to me right now is um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And that is, that's kind of a verse I've grown up on. And, it, you know, it seems a little basic, but it is so powerful and helpful to me and encouraging to me. So hopefully yeah. that can encourage anyone listening. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.